Welcome to the Speak Your Peace podcast. My name is Ian McNaughton, uh, Big E here. Uh, we are happily joined by SYP creator uh, Fuji, also known as Alex. Fuji, I don't, do you like, I, I, we've always called you Fuji. I just feel like we always just call you Fuji. And, I'm cool with it, man. All right, cool. Uh, we're here to discuss the NBA uh, we're here doing a basketball pod. We'll probably do some more basketball pods since Fuji's, you know, doing the blogs. He's, you know, a creator now. He's all about the NBA. I got to learn more about the NBA because of Fuji. So it's the, it's the only thing I know about, man. You cover like nine different sports. Well, I mean, I, I like dip my toes in like a little bit of each. Like I can tell you who's good or who's not in basketball, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, look at fucking... Well, I shouldn't say the Timberwolves because that's a bad example. Um, not gonna say the. Uh, um, I'll you know I'll say the Cavs, even though I like the Cavs. I also okay. Yeah, uh, a little bit better. You know, I like Kevin Love. What can I say? His jersey. I I don't know if it's here, but I do have his jersey somewhere. It's it's a fake. I bought a fake Kevin Love jersey with the finals patch on the back. Um, I mean, I can't tell. Uh, no no you can't you honestly can't that's just it like i just have to clarify but you honestly can't tell the difference um speaking of can't tell the difference i don't think i can tell the difference between this steph curry and 2015 steph curry i think the they are the same player he is legit um he had a a great night on monday 49 points 10 threes 50% 50% field goal percentage. Uh, your thoughts on Steph Curry and the resurgence, if you want to call it, that he's having this season? I mean, I think he's just catching fire. And truthfully, I think the whole season should have been like this. I think Steve Kerr should have realized that maybe Kelly Oubre is the way to go, as convincing as he might be. Um, Looks-wise, we're talking about with Kelly, right? Looks-wise. Of course. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's just that they're playing exclusively it feels like through Steph now and you know he he can run with it he's the best point guard in the league he's the best shooter in the league he's an amazing playmaker um he's Steph Curry yeah it's Steph Curry like I don't have to say anything I just say Steph Curry let's run with it so is Steph the MVP right now or am I a little too early with Steph for MVP talk or is he in a conversation I don't think you're early um, you know, he's been a top, like when he's been playing, he's been a top five MVP candidate, you know, all year. And I think now he's outperforming everyone else in the entire league. And he's been doing that for, you know, 10, 11 games straight. And, you know, I think if he continues to, you know, put up over 30 points per game, then, you know, I think he is the MVP. His stats for April, I have them jotted down right now, 40.8 points per game. 7.2 three-pointers a game, and he's got a 55, 50, and 91 uh, that he's shooting right now. So, he's you know, he's he's above the 50, 50, 90 club that yeah. everyone talks about with shooters. Because, um, I mean, part of it is the weird, the weird thing with the MVP class this year is that there isn't really one guy. I mean, everybody's either a little bit injured or not quite right or not all there, um, you know, we've talked about Jokic before and we've talked about Embiid before. Um, I'm really hard pressed not to give it to Curry. Like I really kind of just want to give Curry the MVP again, because I mean, right now the Warriors are 
ninth in the West with a 500 win, uh, 500 record. I don't know, man. I feel like it's. I feel like I would be putting money putting money on Curry to win MVP. It's not a bad bet right now if you if you do that sort of stuff. I don't know about you and how you feel with it. Other MVP candidates. I mean, I just think the way Steph's performing right now, if he's going to do that, you know, it's not to say like he's been doing nothing up until this point. He's been, you know, top five MVP candidate when he's been playing. Um, you know, even though the Warriors haven't been doing well, but Steph's played in only about 40 games-ish. Yeah, um, that sounds about right. And I mean, he hasn't really been surrounded with amazing players. Like Draymond's definitely not having a good season um, and his supporting cast hasn't been great. Um, you know, Wig- Wiggins has been good. I'm, su- I'm happy he's doing well. I've been surprised that he's been doing well. Um, but, you know, there's not much else to really say, you know, everybody else supporting you is Kelly Oubre, Jordan Poole, and Kevon Looney. Like, you know, he's kind of, you know, his team's kind of down bad at this point. Um, you know, if you replace Steph with really any other point guard in the league, you know, you're talking about a team that's competing with the Kings. Ooh, wow. Um, yeah, I mean, again, they're, they're 29-29 negative 0.4 to point differential so they're like four tenths behind of a, of a you know mm. even point differential six and four in their last 10 and that's with Steph getting hot in his last 10 games um other MVP candidates I want to throw out there see so yeah, Jokic Embiid Harden who's now injured he's not playing tonight or he wasn't playing tonight against New Orleans Lillard Giannis LeBron like that's why I got to go with like Steph right now for MVP. Cause it's just, it's such a, it feels like a limited list. And I, mm-hmm. I think I would rather have Steph than Jokic or Embiid right now. And I love Jokic. He's like one of my most entertaining players to watch, but like in all mm-hmm. seriousness, if I'm going to build a team around one of those guys, I'm building a team around Curry compared to Embiid or Jokic. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I think the biggest argument for Jokic this season is, you know, the best ability is availability and he's played every single game and he's put up great numbers. He's, you know, league and all time high in player efficiency rating. Um, you know, people knock him for not being like an amazing defender. You know, he's kind of like a sneaky good defender, like Marcus all previously, um, you know, where he's smart, he's got good hands, you know, he'll get picks, you know, he can get blocks, he knows where to be on defense. It's just that he doesn't have the athleticism, the length that guys, you know, other defensive player of the year guys, you know, like Gobert, Miles Turner, um, even Bam Adebayo or Embiid, you know, he doesn't have, you know, that athletic ability, but you know, he's, that's, you know, the biggest argument against him. Um, as we all know, offensively, you know, this dude is wetter than water. He's like this majestic walrus, just putting up random ass fadeaways and jump shots that go in. Um, you know, and he's got, you know, one of the best court visions in the game, you know, and he's cleaning the glass too. Um, you know, he just does everything. I, I would, here's the thing. Jokic is like my MEP, my most entertaining player. Yeah. But Curry is like most valuable. The other thing with Jokic is that Murray is now, is he officially out for the year? I believe is. I believe so. Yeah. The word with Jamal Murray is that he's done for the season. Um, 
so now you know you got like Aaron Gordon, yeah, um, yeah, Aaron Gordon, um, not Gary Harris. Fuck, he got traded. Um, yeah, Aaron Gordon, Michael Porter Jr. Michael Porter Jr. That's who I'm thinking of. One of the other small, smaller guys on the team. Um, yeah, and and I mean, it's not like Jokic is a bad player. I'm not saying that. I'm not seeing Embiid's a bad player. It's just. I think it's Curry for MVP right now. I, I would be putting money on Steph to win the MVP uh, race at this time, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Who knows? What do I know? <laughs> I'm just somebody who wears glasses. Um, also big news, you'll love this. Uh, Woj tweeting that the mellow ball will be returning to the Charlotte Hornets uh, seven to ten days. He mentioned it yesterday. Uh, we're recording yeah. this Tuesday night. He mentioned it on Monday, so probably next between next Monday and next Wednesday he'll show up again, mm-hmm. uh, which is cool. You love to see it. Uh, he's been battling a right wrist with a fracture. He he was suffering through. Yeah. Um, what are you most excited about? I'm interested. What are you most excited about with Lamelo Ball returning to the Hornets? Uh, definitely a lot more Eric Collins hype. Um, you know, honestly, he makes me think Terry Rozier is the best point guard in the league, but that's, that's how far that goes. You know, he's, he's just does a phenomenal job. Um, for those of you who don't know, Eric Collins is the Hornets announcer that's been going viral. Um, going out of his way just to <laughs> say the most darndest things. Man, I just I love it so much. It's it's um, it's awesome. You know, I'm really excited because the Hornets were really took advantage of the East. You know, teams kind of having some injuries, not really figuring out, you know, how they should be playing, and you know, the Hornets ran all the way up to fourth. You know, they're they're really right on the Bucks, who are you know another title favorite this year. Um. And, you know, it's not like they didn't deserve it. Like, you could you could make the argument that, you know, other teams were injured. They, they didn't really have the guys. But, you know, the Hornets, they have really good players. You know, Terry Rozier is really good. Um, Gordon Hayward's been very good, despite what people thought about the signing, you know. What, what I thought about the Hornets <laughs> and Hayward in general, I'm one of those guys. I was wrong. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll raise my hand up first. <laughs> I, was, I was one of the haters. I mean, yeah, they've got, you know, they've got good players. You know, they've got a mix of, you know, borderline all-star players and aspiring, you know, young players that could be future all-stars. Um, you know, it's not a mistake that they got up the fourth. And without LaMelo and, you know, having to rest, you know, other guys due to injuries, um, it's definitely taken a toll on them. And other teams got stronger over the course. We saw moves by... You know, all the other teams ahead of them, uh, big moves, some of them, or just players simply, you know, returning from injuries. Um, I was going to say the Hornets, they lost tonight to the Knicks. I just wanted to pull that up. So the Hornets lost 109-97 to the Knicks, yeah. who we'll talk about later on. The Knicks are, are a fun team to watch as well. Um, Charlotte, before, I, I think they are 28-8 and now. Uh, after that, I mean, how good 
with you know with Lamelo Ball returning and everybody healthy, how far do you think the Char- the Charlotte Hornets could actually go? Like, do you think they can get through the first round? Um, well, where they're at now, if they have to go and you know play against the 76ers or the Nets or the Bucks, I don't really see it. You know, if they were still in that four seed and you know they had a matchup against you know, maybe like the Celtics, Hawks, Knicks, you know, they have a chance. They would definitely have a very good chance, I think. But, um, you know, LaMelo definitely changes the dynamic of the offense and the defense on the floor, despite what people will tell you about LaMelo's defense. Um, He hustles his ass off. He's a smart defender. You know, he doesn't overcommit on steals. He's got great hands. Um, He'll definitely get steals. Um, you know, he's a smart defender. He doesn't get beat. He's physical. Um, you know, and then on the offense, he's a great shooter. You know, he'll, he'll make you pay if he's open and he's an amazing playmaker. You know, he looks, he just looks like a veteran on the floor. He doesn't look like a rookie. Um, I, I just, you know, was trying to like, Trying to figure out. So in the standings right now, they're two and a half games back of Atlanta, who Atlanta's had a, a really good season. I, I kind of agree with you. I don't know if they can get past the, the the triple head, triple threat, I guess, of, you know, 76ers, Nets, Bucks. Yeah. But I mean, and they lost, you know, almost by, I guess, 20 tonight to the Knicks. But when healthy, I think this team can be a, a promising team. They look like they were a promising team when LaMelo was there. Um, yeah. If LaMelo does come back here, like, like he's supposed to has a killer, you know, home stretch during the regular season. Do you think he's back in line for the rookie of the year? I don't really think he ever left to be honest. You, um, okay. All right. You know, despite you know, rookie ladders, um, you know, they still do polls around the league and LaMelo is still the favorite, you know? I mean, he dominated. I mean, I, I wrote about this a bit, you know? Um, he really, he dominated, really. Yeah. Um, he was the rookie of the month every single month he played. Um, he was leading. I mean, other rookies have gotten better over the season, but at the time, he was leading rookies in every, almost every single stat category. He was the leaders in points. He was leader in rebounds, in steals, in assists. Um, he was shooting the highest three-point percentage as well. Um, and also, you know, my biggest thing is that he was a key player on a four-seeded team while every other rookie um, in the top five other than him are playing on lottery teams. That's another thing. So I'll go. Th- so according to FanDuel, these are what the odds are for Rookie of the Year right now. Yeah, you have Lamelo Ball minus two ten. Uh, my Neil's boy, my brother Anthony Edwards at plus one seventy. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton at plus six hundred. Uh, Quickly is at plus fifty five hundred, uh, and then Williams, Patrick Williams is at plus thirteen thousand. So not not really going to happen with Emmanuel Quickly and Patrick yeah. Williams. Um, I mean, as much as my brother has, you know, shitted on Anthony Edwards for being an awful first overall pick, um, I still think he's had a solid season, but I don't know. Yeah, no, I don't know if anybody can compare it to LaMelo and how much LaMelo has panned out so quickly uh, with the Charlotte Hornets. So, 
Uh, we'll see if they can uh, continue to do well with Lamelo coming back. Final thoughts. Yeah. Um, you know, I think other rookies have gotten better. Anthony Edwards certainly got a lot better. Um, you know, that's he, the A Rod effect. <laughs> of course. Uh, you know, after the All Star break, he's averaging about twenty one points per game. Um, he is all. He was also, you know, he's kind of being funneled in a way since. You know, Cat, D'Lo, they're all out. Um, you know, he's gotten free reign on offense. He can kind of just do whatever he wants. And you know, what's his coach going to say? You know, we're trying to we're trying to win games or something. Like we're 14 seed, we're a lottery team. Um, 15 seed Rockets actually just tied them again. Um, I'm just looking. I'm just looking at the the splits right now for the uh, yeah. T Wolves. You have Town who gets 24 points tonight. Malik Be- Beasley. Somehow getting 20 points a night. Russell, 19. Edwards, 18. Yeah. Yeah, this team has uh, no depth. Yeah. You know, you don't have depth and all your other guys have been gone. I mean, you know, he's kind of just had the ability to do whatever he wants on offense. And he's very good on offense. He's probably the best scorer in this draft. Um, He's got the best all-around scoring ability. Um, you know, he can really score any way he wants. Um, you know, he might not be the shooter that l- guys like LaMelo or um, Quickly or Halliburton, those guys, or even Sadiq Bey, like those, those guys are actually phenomenal shooters. Um, but, you know, he's an amazing scorer. He's probably the most athletic guy. Um, you know, I think his defense holds him back personally. But, you know, he's probably... We've got one of the best shots. Um, yeah, Edwards' is, uh, PER is uh, 12.5, which is uh, behind one Hern- Hernan Gomez and Ed, De- Ed Davis. Yeah. Anyways, um, that's, uh, that's the Hernan Gomez uh, conversation on the podcast. Uh, I brought up the New York Knicks uh, a little while ago. I said, I didn't say this, but I posed the question to you. Are they the most surprising team in the NBA this season? My argument being the fact that the Knicks arguably had no superstars. Mm -hmm. They had a, a pretty, I don't know, I don't want to say rough draft, but like, yeah, I mean, they, they got, they got, um, uh, Obi Toppin, who I like, but they kind of got screwed out of a you know a top five pick, anyways. Mm-hmm. And yet they, I think 31, 32, 27 coming into tonight. The other teams you can throw in there, Utah and Phoenix, who are the top two teams in the West. I think the Atlanta Hawks, yeah. or you can go the complete opposite way and say Toronto is the most surprising team because they're twenty four and thirty four. And they, they, you know, they're 10 games below 500. Um, thoughts on uh, the New York Knicks, and am I right in saying that they're the most surprising team in the NBA this year? Um, I think you are right um, because, you know, we're saying it's the Knicks, and uh, we kind of – I think everybody expected them to, you know, be trying to claw their way into this play-in seed. Um, I definitely thought they'd be close. Yeah. Closer to like Washington and Cleveland than they are where they are now. 
Um, yeah. Instead they're, you know, trying to compete for a, up to a, like a top four seed. Um, you know, even top three, if they really go on a big run, you know, they're currently on a six game winning streak. Um, you know, I think though, if we kind of look back at it and say, you know, not just like, say it's like a random team that's like not the Knicks. Um, you see Tom Thibodeau, you see that they've got like a lot of good veterans, um, you know, Taj Gibson, Reggie Bullock, Nerlens Noel, like these are all guys who have been really consistent and are, you know, they just kind of give their all. Um, you see, they pick up Derek Rose. You get all these like good veterans that are willing to buy in to Thibodeau, um, buy into like playing strong defense every night in, night out, you know, just playing your best. Um, and then you have a bunch of talented young guys. You have, you know, Julius Randle, who is my pick for most improved player. Um, he's also an all-star this year. And then you have a ton of other talented young guys, you know, like RJ Barrett, who's made a big leap this year. Um, you, you've got Emmanuel quickly, who has been probably the biggest surprise of this draft. Um, yeah. I mean, like I thought Barrett was going to be a good player. I, I thought there was going to be more out of topping. If I'm being yeah. honest, I thought he was going to provide more. Um, ha- hasn't quite worked out, but I mean, they got, you know, uh, they got seven players averaging at least 10 points, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, which, I mean, really impressive and they're really fun to watch. Uh, they, they, I was watching them uh, play New Orleans on mm-hmm. Sunday, I think it was, and that was just an entertaining game. That was just a really fun game yeah. to watch. Re- really, you know, really show the confidence of both teams. And I know the Pelicans have been struggling, you know, a bit too, but you can kind of see where both teams are at and you can kind of just see the motivation and the hype and the want and the skill with the Knicks. Like it's, it's all there. Yeah. I'm not saying they're going to win a championship, but you can at least see uh, where the peak of this team is, or at least what it's supposed to look like, which is something that I haven't been able to say for a long time. Yeah, I just love how, you know, there are guys on that team like um, Frank Nilakina, um, Alfred Payton, and, you know, Alec Burks, who haven't really been able to find their roles exactly. And now they kind of just buy into Thibodeau, and now they're, you know, they're running with it, you know. Um, Alfred Payton's been, you know, a good two-way player. He's been a good shooter, good playmaker. Nilakina has really bought into a role as a, Really, very good defensive stopper um, at the guard position, and Alec Burks has just played really well. He's been very confident. He's been making defenses pay night in, night out. And you know, these guys aren't always the best defenders, and you know, they might not even make an All NBA defensive team, but you know, they play like they are, and they they just hustle. They just bust their asses off. I think that was the thing about Frank when he was drafted was that people like loved his defense. He just couldn't make offense happen. Even if he paid for it, he just couldn't get any offense. If you know what I mean? Um, Also shout out Mitchell Robinson, who I think is like, you know, he's starting to come together a bit all the time. It's not perfect. Like a lot of these guys, it's not perfect, but you can kind of see what the end result is, or you can kind of see when they're playing their best, what it's supposed to look like. Yeah. And I, you, you said about Julius Randle for MIP. I, I can't argue with that because he, he's just 
he's become the heart and soul player of the Knicks. Yeah. Which is which is a big deal. I know for our generation, the Knicks have not really been anything. But if you can be like the heart and soul and the leader of the Knicks, that's something. And I think that speaks to the, you know, volume volumes of the player. So yeah. shout out Julius Randle. Um any other like the surprising teams that you want to talk about, like the Hawks, Toronto, maybe somebody else is surprising you this year. Um I mean, I definitely think the Jazz are Sun, Jazz and Suns are definitely, you know, the ones that surprised me the most. Is um, it more? Is it more the Jazz who are averaging like almost nine points, like per game more than defense? You know, giving up. Like the the, the Jazz are just insane this year. You know, they've always had like really good defense, and you know, I thought they were kind of limited in their depth because. They picked up Bogdanovich, and then he was injured. He didn't play in the bubble. And then, you know, they kind of go out and they get – well, they, they got Jordan Clarkson last year. He wasn't really integrated into the team, um, didn't really know his role. But – and then Mike Conley, fully healthy this year. Um, you know, it's really – it's kind of – it's interesting because it's – really the same group of guys that they had last year at the core of it. It's not like they went and got like some, you know, superstar player. Yeah. They didn't, they didn't go all Brooklyn on everybody. Yeah. They've just been, you know, they improved their shooting significantly and, you know, they're on pace to be historical three point shooting team. Um, And, you know, their defense is still strong. Like it's always been Uh, shout out to Rudy Gobert. Um, and you know, it, it surprises me that they just made like a gigantic leap this year. Um, I, I mean, I always thought of like Utah as more of a mid tier, um, squad, like a team that's always mm-hmm. like the fourth and fifth, kind of like Portland a little bit, they're like yeah. fourth and fifth, but they're n- probably never going to be like the top team. And I mean, I don't know if the playoffs are going to be different. I think a few years ago when Houston was playing Utah and they knew how to, you know, how to play Utah defensively of just bringing, you know, Gobert into the perimeter and mm-hmm. bringing them up for high screens and just you, you decide, you decide what you want to do, Gobert. Yeah. Uh, take the ball or take the pass. Like you decide whatever you want to do. Uh, and, and that was obviously the Jazz's biggest issues uh, a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was yeah, that was definitely a very bad matchup for Rudy Gobert. Like, yeah, and we'll see. I mean, I don't know what the playoff or what the play-in looks like, but I mean, there's a chance I could see Golden State pulling off some sort of like offense like that, where it's like Steph at the perimeter who's doing high screens with a Wiseman or Draymond. Um, Yeah, I mean, yeah, I just think like the small ball teams are you know, nightmarish for Gobert. Um, You know, it's, you know, but like, you just got to kind of give credit to guys like Harden, guys like Steph that just make you pay. Like, there's no way that anybody in the last 20 years has thought, hey, this is how you counter seven foot one centers on, you just shoot, you know, 30 foot long three pointers and that's it. Yeah. That shouldn't be possible, really. That's, Nobody thought that was going to be a thing. 
it's it's amazing because I mean I'm looking at the again looking at the standings here. Golden State would probably not be a good matchup for Utah. Mm-hmm. Memphis with Jaw probably isn't a great matchup either. Um, Dallas yeah, with better. That's a lot better. It's better. You're it's not the, for the Grizzlies matchup. Uh, and then there's Dallas with uh, with uh, Doncic potentially uh, that they have to face uh, Luka Doncic. Um, and then you also have the Spurs. I should mention the Spurs. I like the Spurs, but I mean they're yeah they're the Spurs. Um, it's not the same Spurs. So let's, we'll go we'll go into the playoff races a little bit here. So as we're recording this on Tuesday night. Utah's in first uh, in the West. Uh, you got Venus, Phoenix in second, the Clippers third, Denver fourth, Lakers fifth, Portland sixth. And then if the playoffs ended today, the play-in would look like Dallas versus San Antonio, Memphis versus Golden State. Um, you, when we went on IG Live, I don't know how many Saturdays. Was that two Saturdays ago, I feel? I don't know. It's been a while. Yeah. Is it two Saturdays? Okay. Time means nothing to me. It's kind of a social construct. Um Sacramento, you said Sacramento was going to make the playoffs. Yeah. Not looking likely. You know, I feel like every time I say something or write about something that I want to push the narrative about, it either becomes like really good or it goes really bad. I don't think there's any in between. There's not um, like, there's not like a little bit of improvement from, say, like, Anthony Edwards a little bit. It's either he like massively improves or he's just absolute shit. Yeah. You know, I kind of say like, you know, cause I haven't like said that many things. So I, I can count them all on my one hand. Yeah. Uh, you know, I said, you know, the, the magic were going to be fine. Cause Aaron Gordon, you know, won't leave unless he gets, a, unless he requests a trade. And then, you know, he requests a trade. Um, and then I feel like it alternates. Um, and then I said, Aaron Gordon, I would love to see him on the Nuggets. He goes to the Nuggets. Um, you know, I say Sacramento. You know, Sacramento's going to make the plan. Sacramento decides no with a heart emoji. Um, broken, broken heart emoji. <laughs> and then, you know, I say, oh, you know, Lamelo's might not win rookie of the year because he's not going to come back. Lamelo comes back. That's like that's a plus for me. Um, You're welcome to the world of sports media. Yeah. No, it's. Uh, I mean, here's the thing. I appreciate that you at least you know have a hot take and that you're at least throwing something out there. It might not be true, but hey, you're at least <laughs> trying to. Someone's got to push you know Sacramento forward. At least someone's trying. Yeah. To. I mean, they're not trying. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I'm uh, of the, uh, 10 teams that I mentioned already, yeah. the Utah Phoenix Clippers, et cetera. I don't need to go through all of them. Um, who do you think is the biggest threat in the West when healthy? Um, when healthy, I think it's hands down the Lakers. Yeah. See, that's why I wanted to throw in the when healthy so we can talk about the Lakers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That'll be fun to watch. Honestly, like, I can't wait to see that starting lineup, you know, you know, you got like Schroeder, KCP, you got LeBron, Anthony Davis, Andre Drummond. Yeah. I can't wait to see that lineup. Um, they're again, they're, they're projected to play the Denver nuggets right now in the first round, which is interesting 
considering they met in the Western Conference Finals last year, but that wasn't in the bubble in Orlando. Now, in this case, the Lakers have to go to Denver. They have to play in the Mile High City, deal with altitude and all that sort of stuff. Um, Yeah, and then Clippers would play Portland if the playoffs ended today. That's an interesting matchup, too. That's a fun one. That is a fun one. Like... Because we get the Paul George Damian rematch again, yeah. right? Like we, get you know, we'll, we'll we'll see who we'll see who's sending who to Cancun. You know, we'll we'll see who's sending who uh, or who's taking bad shots. Then, yeah, we'll, we'll see who who's taking the bad shots. Um, and then yeah, Phoenix would be playing Dallas, Memphis, Golden State, San Antonio, and same with Utah. Um, yeah. the, do you think who, who okay so if we know who's healthy we know who the best team is when healthy who if the Lakers are going to let's say the conference finals mm. who's going to be playing with them do you think in the conference finals um I want to say the Clippers because I think that playoff Kawhi and playoff Rondo are real things um you know over the whole time that Kawhi's been in the playoffs the only noticeable time he choked was when he played Denver in game seven out of, you know, this is over like his entire playoff career, really. Um, that was the kind of one time I've ever thought, oh, Kawhi choked that game. Um, you know, we saw him on the Raptors. He goes, goes ballistic every single night. Um, and, you know, that was definitely – controversial to some people because he got so much load management um he has not actually missed a single game this year to to note um he has played in every single game no no load management no nothing um which to me says he's very healthy um and you know playoff rondo's a real thing uh i don't want to say playoff pizza thing because you know no but nobody likes to hear that now um but I, I, I do defend Paul George. I think he's very good. You know, I think he just had a bad bubble experience, and now we're just going to keep riding with that. The, the, again, the highlight of the, uh, of the Lakers' uh, playoff run, one of the highlights for me was Rondo shooting and hitting threes. Yeah. That, that was cool. I love that. Uh, I don't know if he'll do it with the Clippers, but that, that, that would be fun if he could do that again. Um, Cause I mean, part of me wants to say the Clippers as a team who could get to the conference finals, but also Denver again. Mm-hmm. It's just very tough with the matchups right now to have the Lakers and the Nuggets in the Western Conference Finals. But I don't know. I think it's possible. Yeah, um, it depends. Kind of if the, everyone else on the Denver Nuggets steps up without Jamal, I think that's a yeah. huge, a huge. That's just a huge gap. Um, you know, I think for their benefit and they'll probably, they'll probably sink down the standings, um, you know, and that will benefit them more, you know, if they can avoid the Lakers in the first round, because they definitely have the tools. They definitely have the team to get to the second round for sure. So um, it's it's a fun race and you touched on Utah, uh, my yeah. boy Donovan Mitchell, who I love, of course. He's great. And shout out Phoenix, of course, the Phoenix Suns. Chris Paul has just made everywhere he, he's gone to great and winning. Yeah. 
and, and you love to see that. I don't know how great the Suns really are, but I think you got you just got to you know you got to credit Chris Paul and you got to credit all their young guys. You know they get better every year. Um, you know I think we only talk about really Devin Booker, but really you know other guys on the team have been stepping up. You know DeAndre Ayton quietly improves every year. Um, you know, he doesn't get much spotlight because he was drafted in the same year as Luka Doncic. Um, and, you know, Mikhail Bridges has been very good. Jay Crowder was an amazing pickup. Um, you know, they're just getting better all the time, really. They're, they're really a young team. And they got Chris Paul and Jay Crowder, and they, they're the perfect players if you have a young team. I, I was going to say, I, I've enjoyed Aiton's chemistry with Paul. That's the one thing when I've watched some Suns highlights or action is Aiton and Paul seem to have like that, a little bit of that old school 2000s, like small man, big man type yeah. chemistry a little bit as to try, you know, Paul knows where to put the ball for Aiton or Aiton knows when he needs to set a screen or whatever. Like that stuff seems to work quite well. And, and you appreciate that. Um, let's throw it over to the East for a, a bit of a conversation here. Uh, the 76ers are first in the East as we record this. Uh, Brooklyn's in second. Milwaukee is third. Atlanta is fourth. New York fifth. Boston sixth. And then the play-in rounds would feature Miami, Charlotte, Indian, uh, Indiana, excuse me, what's the Indianapolis, Indiana, and Chicago in that order. Uh, Chicago also lost Zach Levine. Zach Levine will be out for an extended period of time, nonetheless. Yep. So we'll see how that impacts the race for the final spot between the Bulls, Wizards, and Raptors. Um, thoughts on the Eastern Conference this year compared to past year? Like, I think the Eastern Conference is a bit better this year, but... Yeah. Um, I think overall, I think the Eastern Conference is stronger this year than the Western Conference. Ooh. Um. It's a bit of a hot take for me. I I, I like the Western Conference yeah, like, a bit more. I feel, you know, I think, you know, there are definitely better teams in the Western Conference, but the East is a lot tighter. Like, you have so many teams, you know, that are competing from, you know, that are competing for this, like, play-in spot. Like, teams really want this playoff spot, um, play-in spot. And it's just... You know, you could literally before the season ends, you could see any number of teams just flip flop around between four to eight. Um, you know, they're all within three games of each other, four to eight. I think it's exciting if you like watching the regular season. Um, and really, you never know who's going to flip flop. Yeah, I have. Uh... I don't know if I want to make predictions just yet, but I mean, I like Atlanta and Trey Young. I like the Knicks. I'm not as big of a fan of the Celtics, but I still like Tatum and Brown. Uh, a lot of people send me stuff on Tatum and Brown, and maybe that's why I'm not as big on the Celtics because they get the hype. Yeah. Um, my boys in Indiana are struggling. Uh <laughs> DeMontis Sabonis and the, and the crew are just hanging on by a thread. Um, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a weird conference. Is it, is it Philly? Well, actually, is it Philly and Brooklyn versus everybody in this conference to win? 
Um, you know, I think it is those top three teams. Um, you know, I think it's definitely between those three teams to win. Um, we've definitely seen that not all these teams are healthy or they have specific weaknesses that kind of hold them back. Um, you know, I, I feel like it's a little... You know, it's definitely those teams, you know, it's definitely on them if they lose. But I think, you know, you see the Heat, for example, with like Jimmy Butler, Victor Oladipo, Bam. You know, they have a ton of depth. Um, okay, this goes, this goes to my next question then. Yeah. Of the teams not with – of the teams not in the top three in the East, who do you think has – like who's the most likeliest to pull off the upset – and get, if not to the conference finals, then to the finals? Um, I definitely see the Heat. Okay. I think they have the one of the best depth-built teams, um, and they have guys who could definitely take them there. Um, you see Jimmy Butler, you know, really carried them all the way to the finals, and, you know, he was terrific just on his own, and... You know, Bam obviously was a, you know, he's there, he's supporting him and he's doing all he could. Um, Goran Dragic is like the Eastern Conference playoff rondo. He's outperforming. He's outperforming every other point guard he played against, um, which isn't saying too, too much considering the point guards he played against. But, you know, they're, you, you know, um, but now they also have Victor Oladipo, who is probably going to be back for playoffs. Actually, I, th- I think he will be back for playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, hasn't had a ton of time to synergize with the team, but this is a guy who does everything. Um, you know, a lot of people said, oh, he hasn't been amazing. He wasn't amazing in Indiana, like, recently. Uh, Houston, he didn't really play very well. Um, in Indiana, he was coming off an ACL injury. You know, you're not really going to be the same as soon as you come back. And in Houston, you know, you saw with James Harden, uh, definitely not motivated to play. Um, that definitely does affect your performance. Because, I mean, I'm just looking at the Heat stats now, and you obviously, you, pro- you probably at least want a, a few more points from Tyler Hero, who's averaging about 15. You'd like to probably see a little bit, of, little bit more from him, maybe a little bit more from Kendrick Nunn, who's averaging 14. Yeah. Duncan Robinson with 13 points. Oladipo, he played in four games, five games. He got 12 points on average. Like, this is just a team that just needs to score a bit more and find their offensive groove, I I would say. And, like, yeah, like like you say, they could probably get all the way to the finals if they just find their offensive groove and they just figure it out. Yeah, I think it's definitely going to – be a lot more involvement with uh, Trevor Reza and you know they just picked up Dwayne Dedman who I think could be really good for them mm-hmm. um, you know these guys could go far they've definitely gone they went they got very far last year just because they, they came ready to play um, you know it's really I really couldn't say um, you know who's not who's to tell them that they can't do it again this year really exactly uh, and while we're on the Eastern Conference, I should say, um, you know, maybe Landry Shamit should get some MVP recognition with the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, 
that dude had a good performance tonight. Always like Shamit. Yeah, he had 30 the last time when they were in Miami. Uh, you know, didn't matter. James Harden was out. Lander Shaman put up James Harden numbers. Just saying, if we're, you know, if we're going to, you know, talk about MVP candidates, <laughs> might as well throw in Landry Shamit, who had 18 points tonight. There you go. Uh, which was more, more than Blake Griffin. And uh, I'm just going through more than Lonzo Ball. Okay. That those are all the big names. Um. <laughs> anyways, uh. So Sham for MVP. Uh. We should also talk about Lamarcus Aldridge, who has retired since the last time we recorded this podcast. Uh. Last time you and I, at least, have uh, been on together. Uh. Seven-time All-Star, two-time All-NBA Second Team, three-time All-NBA Third Team, All-Rookie First Team. Um, do you have a, 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 a big Marcus Aldridge moment or thing you'll remember him by? Um, I'll definitely remember him and Dame in Portland. Um, mm-hmm. I really loved watching that, like Houston Rockets versus Portland Trailblazers series. And then it all came down to Damian Lillard hitting a shot less than a second left to you know, that was the first time Portland had made the playoffs in 14 years at the time. Um, you know, I think he really built that kind of Portland uh, culture. He built that team up. Um, you know, I think Dame knows that too. Dame credits LaMarcus being like, you know, kind of his mentor, his big brother. Um, Lamarcus Aldridge walked so Damian Lillard could fly. Is that how it? Is? Yep, that's that's it. <laughs> uh, I was gonna say the moment for uh, they were, they showed it when he announced his retirement uh, that I'll remember is against the Mavs when he hit like the tying three in in regulation, yeah. uh, and then he hit the game winning shot as well. Uh, that was back in like 2013, and um, he was still kind of the face of the franchise, but they also knew how good this Lillard guy was or yeah. at least is going to be for us in the future. Um, and then he went to San Antonio, kind of a weird fit with the Spurs because he was kind of a superstar, but there's not really any superstars. And they were kind of at the end of the Duncan, yeah. Parker, Ginobili deal with the Spurs. So it wasn't quite the same Spurs. But, I mean, I always enjoyed LaMarcus Aldridge as a player. I thought he was fun yeah. to watch. I thought he was talented. I thought he was, you know – um, you know, he, I think he earned all those seven all-stars. I don't think there was a time yeah. when he didn't earn them. So. Yeah. I mean, he's phenomenal. You know, he's kind of, he was kind of the shooting power forward before it was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not at the three point line, you know, he's, he's been, you know, mellow, like where he's kind of, you know, you, you go on that Island with him and he cooks you every time. Um, you know, and he's just hitting fadeaways, you know, as a seven-footer. You know, he's he's ahead of his time, definitely. I was uh, gonna say if you if you like if he was just entering the league now, he'd be perfect. But just when he entered the time coming from the University of Texas, he kind of missed out a little bit on yeah. on using him properly correctly. Yeah. Maximizing what you could out of Lamarcus Aldridge. Um any final words on him before we, we move on? Um, you know, great player, hell of a career. Um, 
you know, it's kind of sad that he has to retire early. He's definitely had a lot of it in the tank, but it's, you know, very understandable. Um, you know, his health comes first. Brooklyn, Brooklyn, I mean, th- this was definitely the year he was going to go on the title run and, and, and get at least an opportunity for that, that chip. And it just didn't happen. So yeah. wish the best of luck to LaMarcus Aldridge. Hope you're doing well. If you listen, um, cool. Uh, Stay safe. Stay safe and do well. Um, we'll move on to the mailbag segment. Uh, I put this out uh, on our Instagram story. You can follow us, of course, at Speak Your Peace on Instagram. We're a great follow. I just made a meme today about the Super League dying. So if you're big into soccer, you might like that. Um, SYB creator Kevin, Kevin Renata, uh, he was the only one who answered the question. So that was cool. Thanks, Kevin. Appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, Kevin. Uh, he wants to know about Chris Boucher. Is Chris Boucher a starter caliber? I'm assuming just, is he a starter? Can he be a future starter? And also his case for MIP. Uh, I'll, we'll start with his starter starter caliber. How do you feel about that, food? Um, you know, it kind of depends where you want to start him. Um, he could be a starter on a lot of teams, definitely. Maybe not like super good super good teams um, well, i was gonna say if you're if you're like kind of i mean the raptors are that team who is 24 and 34 that team that is struggling but i mean i think he can be a, a starter on this year's raptors team like at, like oh for sure yeah um he should be i would say the best team that he could be a starter on would be like the hornets and heat um starting him at the center um, I was going to say maybe the maybe the Warriors. Yeah, I mean definitely the Warriors could use him. Um, he does fit that kind of play style where you're a very versatile player, two way player. He can he, he can shoot. He's probably not the first guy you want shooting, but he can definitely shoot when you need him to. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know he's kind of a streaky player in my opinion. Like sometimes I watch him and I'm like, oh, he's doing really well. He looks like he looks like Siakam 2.0. And then there's other days where I'm like, damn, like why are you playing this guy? Um, he needs to develop that Siakam spin move more and use that more. Exactly the Siakam tornado. Yeah, exactly. Like if if Boucher has that, no doubt this dude's an MVP candidate in the future. Like that's the one thing he's probably missing. Um, I feel like he's missing a bit more, but. <laughs> <laughs> um you know he's he's a good player um you know he's a shot blocker he's versatile on the offensive end i think he needs to not handle the ball i think he needs to kind of be that like marcus that sergi baka kind of player where you kind of set screens clean the boards and take the shots you need to take um, and, you know, because Serge Ibaka is a really smart player. He reads picks amazingly well. Um, that hasn't been, like, Boucher's strong point. He's not very good, not the best rim runner. Um, he can't dribble very well as much as he likes to think he's Siakam. Um, you know, I think when he does his pick and rolls, he kind of defaults to trying to get a shot instead of maybe rolling 
I think it takes time. Um, he is a G League product player, but I also don't know how much further he can go because he's nearly 30 years old. Um, you know, if you haven't figured it out by now, it's kind of hard to hit a higher peak. Yeah. And he's definitely he's definitely a great player. Um, team definitely, there are better teams that could definitely use him. I was going to say, Bush, like, I don't know what the Ra- – I'm assuming the Raptors are going to at least rebuild or retool or do whatever mm-hmm. they need to do to, to get back into contention. In the meantime, Boucher can start for the team. I don't see why he why he wouldn't. Um, you know, if you want to stick with a small ball lineup, I could see him playing a, a center position. If you want to yeah. try and play a regular lineup, I don't know. I, feel, I, I don't know. I think him and Siakam would be really good together and you get Fred in there and then you just figure out the rest. Like those are the three guys for the Raptors I would build around. I mean, even Gary Trent to a certain extent, I I would keep, I mean, he's looked pretty good uh, a couple times that I've watched him with the Raptors, but. I definitely think Gary Trent is the way to go. Um, You know, and, you know, we've seen other guys have great performances this season. Uh, Paul Watson's been good. Um, Utah Watanabe has been consistent. Been a good two-way player. Um, they need to get back their bench mob that they had a few years ago. Yeah. That's that's I think what the biggest issue is is just trying to find. Yeah, they haven't had the they haven't had the depth, and they're kind of developing talent so they can kind of develop have that bench mob kind of again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, th- their front office is quite good. They know who to get. They know who they want, how they want to build a culture. Um, yeah, no, I mean, Usai yeah. is not a dumbass. Like, he knows what's up. Yeah. He knows what's up more than anybody else. Um, yeah, he definitely didn't have the tools, the guys this year. Um, you know, the future is very bright for the Raptors, though. They've got, they've got arguably the best player development probably the best player development um, in the whole league. Uh, His case for an MIP, I don't see it. Mm. Yeah, I think it's kind of hard to compare to other guys who were borderline all-stars and all-stars, Julius Randle and all-star. You know, Christian Wood, I think if he didn't get hurt early in the year, that he would have been an all-star this year. Um, I think those guys are kind of, it's really hard to chase them. Even De'Aaron Fox is like a pseudo all-star type player. Um, you know, I think it's kind of hard to try and go against those guys. Even Jeremy Grant, who has def- who has turned himself, you know, from like a six-man candidate um, to a cornerstone franchise player. Um, yeah, that's been a big turnaround as well as you know, I know Boucher's in there still, but I just don't see how you can reach the levels those guys have. I think it's Julius Randle and everybody else. Yeah. I mean, you can. I think you can make a, a decent argument for Grant. You can make a, a, a fairly good argument for Wood if he doesn't get injured. Even Michael Porter Jr., I think you can throw out an argument for him. Yeah. And maybe even Zion too, to a certain extent, you might be able to, but I mean, 
I think Boucher, he probably has an argument. I just think it's Julius Randle against everyone else. Yeah. That's that's where I think, and not because Boucher's a bad player or he's awful. It's just no, definitely props to him. Like he yeah. improves, he's improving all the time. He's really expanded his game. Um, I just think it's hard to make an argument against pseudo all stars and an all star. So that's the mailbag. Thanks, Kevin, for that question. Um, Thanks, Kevin. Before we sign off here, Fuji, anything else you want to add or you want to mention or you, you want to plug? You, you got an article out this week that uh, was yep. a good read. Yeah, top five. Uh, my top five favorite rookies this year. Um, we are having some troubles yeah. with the website, by the way. I'm trying to work on getting like some encryption and some SNL uh, stuff figured out. So uh, if you want an article or you, you, you having trouble, see it, just uh, DM us. We can get it squared away. It's It's been a bit rough for us. Yeah, my mom was wondering about that. She was like, oh, I want to read your article. It's, he's like, but it's, it sounds like you guys are giving me a virus. It's, it's Ian. It's Ian who's been trying to work on this and edit this. And uh, I also reached out to, uh, not trying to name drop here, but I reached out to Oscar. Uh, I have not heard back from him yet. Um, don't think Oscar listens to the podcast, but if he does, just, uh, just answer your emails, big guy. Um, <laughs> if you could help Ian out and you'll save the pod, please help him out. If you're listening to the podcast and you understand like SSL, I don't even know what that stands for. I think it's security <laughs> something and, and encryption. They didn't teach me this at BCIT. So please help me. I would greatly appreciate it. Um, any other NBA hot takes, final thoughts, things before we sign off here? Well, you know, I think I'm on, you know, I think I'm on my hand. I'm on my fifth. I think now I've alternated to something bad. Oh, okay. It's going to happen. Um, I don't really want I don't know how that's going to work. Um, if I, if I like say something that I want not to happen and then it becomes good. Um, my hot take, though, is that the Wizards would make the planes. Ooh, that's my hot take. Okay, um, I like I'm that. that doesn't like backfire in some kind of way. I like that more than Sacramento. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think almost anything I could I could say that's reasonable. Uh, probably better than that one. Um, I, I'm going to say my hot take is that. Um, do I want to say this? Ah, screw it. Why not? I'll say it. I'll say the Pacers make the playoffs. Okay. I'll say the Pacers make the playoffs. I think you said that last time. I think you, Did I say I, that? I, I feel I, like I said that last time. Um, no, I, I respect the loyalty, though. All right. I know. I'll change it up. Um, Magic win the lottery. Hot take. <laughs> Or do you like the Pacers one more? I don't know. I respect the Pacers one, man. All I right, I'll, I'll, with it. All right, I I'll stick with the, the Sacramento train. Uh, that, that crashed and burned. That went off the cliff. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of people on that, so it's just a one-man <laughs> accident. Uh, go Pacers. They, uh, I'm just searching up. They seem like they lose quite regularly. Um, you know, I follow a Pacers meme page, and that's that's what I see. That's the highlight of when you when you send me a Pacers meme page. I like that and like make Knicks great again. That one, that's a nope. great account. Those are some great pages. 
Uh, shout out to the people who run those pages. Uh, but yeah, I'll go with the Pacers making the playoffs. Yeah. Without okay. Miles Turner. Yeah. That's the podcast. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Hope you enjoyed that Indiana Pacers talk and Sacramento King talk. Uh, thank you to Fuji uh, for coming on the podcast. Greatly appreciate it. Uh, you know where to find our podcast. We're on Spotify. We're on iTunes. You can watch this on YouTube. Uh, you can check out the website when it's working properly and uh, uh, having issues, as I previously mentioned. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at SpeakURPs. Uh, follow us on Twitter uh, at SpeakYourPiece3, basically how it's supposed to be spelled with a three. Uh, Fuji, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. Oh, uh, greatly appreciated. Always glad being able to talk basketball with you. Uh, we'll do this again soon. Maybe once we get closer to the playoffs. For sure. For sure. All right. Awesome. Love to love to hear that. Uh, thank you very much, everybody, for listening. Again, if you're watching on YouTube, be sure to like and subscribe to YouTube. Subscribe to us, Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, however you listen to us, and we'll do this again soon. Peace out. <laughs> <laughs>